Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. So here's the deal. We are going to do a, um, a series called Whiteboard. And so uh, if, if you, you may not know, and, and, and listen... Uh, uh, I, I am uh, super excited about this. Um, I was just praying through, okay, God, how do I get some of this stuff in our people's hearts? And he, and I really believe he was like, do a whiteboard. And I was like, but God, I can't draw and I don't spell. And so and so uh, he was like, practice. <laughs> and so, um, but, but I'm excited about today. And um, we're going to get into uh, what, I believe God wants to help us, so it's, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, this one is going to be on the gospel, and we're just, I'm just going to kind of give you the plan of salvation. I'm going to walk you through it so that you know, because I think our people need to know. And, um, you know, it's kind of like one of these things. If we continually just come to church uh, for, for, for the, we have to come for the exciting but we also have to come for the information and knowledge and wisdom because it's all of it. It's all of it. The Bible says to give ready. You can go ahead and put that up there. Uh, the Bible says for us to study to show ourselves approved so that when someone asks us a question, we can answer it. We, have, we believe in, in, and, we, and we have this faith component and we believe, but we also got to be able to break it down and go, okay, um, what, what is the answer? What is, what is that answer, and what do I believe, and why do I believe it? And we feel like that is a huge part of this. So I'm going to do one on the gospel. I'm going to do one on leadership. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about uh, leadership. I'm going to do one on relationships. So um, it's just going to be fun. And, uh, you know, for some of you, uh, I'm going to have my back to you quite a bit uh, because I'm going to be writing on this board. So if that bothers you, just uh, pray for me. Pray for me. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, I'm excited about it. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. Let's get into this. God, I pray that you would illuminate this concept so that people understand your glory and what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. The gospel equals, come on, say it. Good. Come on, help me. News. Some of you like, we don't know the answer. All right, all right, all right. All right. It, the gospel means, come on, help me, good news. It's the good news. It's not the bad news. Based on what you grew up in, you may be coming to church going and get ready for some more bad news. But here's what I want you to know. We use a terminology around here called life giving because that comes from John 10 10 the thief comes to come on kill steal and destroy but Jesus said I have come to give you what life so we believe that eternal life is not just in the sweet by and by heaven but he trades our mourning for joy come on and he is the substance of life that's why the bible tells us these are the fruits of the spirit come on help me love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control come on and so we believe that we can have life 
now. Not if everybody is nice to us, not if we get the raise, not if everybody sees us, not if everybody treats us with dignity. The fact of the matter is, all of that is circumstantial. We believe that we are fueled, come on, with life, and we can have life, come on, today, today, right now. So here's the deal. The story starts out in Genesis, okay? In Genesis we get this idea, that's the first book of the Bible, that God creates us. Okay, so let's look at this. God creates us, everybody say us, to be with, that's an H, Him. God creates us to be with Him. So here's how that looked. All right, I got to do you blue because blue is for God. All right. I'm losing my, uh, I'm excited. I'm preaching so hard my mic's coming off. What about you? All right, good. All right, so here's the idea. God in heaven reaches down. I'm not a drawer. <laughs> God. Come on. This is deep illustrative work right here. All right. He looks at a mound. There is dust on the ground. He speaks to it. Boom. Man. Come on. All right. Out of man comes woohoo, woman. Okay. This is how, this is how you, you didn't, maybe didn't learn this in public school. All right. So, so. So I'm helping you, okay? Now, so God is creating something. And so God loves man. God has a great idea for man. So he creates the world. He puts them in the garden. It's a wonderful place. There are trees and rivers, and, and that should have been blue. But, and so here's the cool thing about the place that they're in. They are in the place of the presence. Come on. Of Almighty God. They're under the presence. Come on, it's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. We have a couple verses that we want you to see real quick. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. It says this, and I know that my screen's in the middle, but you can look to the sides. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. In other words, have lots of babies. Okay, so here's the idea. God gave them something, and what did he want them to do? He wanted them to expand it, right? Okay, I created this environment, I gave you a little bit, and now I want you to subdue, I'm giving you dominion, and I want you to cover the earth with what? The image that I have created, I have given you everything that you need, in your biology is seed, and I want you to create, teach, and operate under my presence. Come on, this is good. Okay, so here's how this looked. In this garden... No shame. Word. No hiding. Does that make sense? Okay. No. Well, that is an N. I'm excited. You know, there was no comparisons. Okay. I don't want to lose you. No comparisons. 
They didn't see work as provisional because God met all their needs. Listen to this. Work was missional. They were naked. Some of y'all like it. Ooh, I like it. Listen, but it, but, it, but it wasn't fleshly weird. What you need to know is they were, there was a purity in the garden and they had no reason to conceal. Does that make sense? They were naked, the Bible says, and they were unashamed. Meaning, I don't look through the lens of uh, where's the flab. I don't look through the lens of who's got the six pack. I'm not looking through what I should be. I have been created and my only desire is not how I look, but what I'm listening to. What I'm being guided by. Does that make sense? And so this is the way that they're operating. But then... And so let, let just before we go there, turn to, you can look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. And it says, and God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it, work it and keep it. Everybody say, work. work. Keep. keep. Your whole life, God has given you something. And you will have to work it and you will have to keep it in order to grow it. So many people are waiting for hands to be laid on them to pray over work and keep. But the reality is everybody has an assignment. Everybody has a purpose. And if your thing ain't there yet, you hadn't worked and you hadn't kept. Come on. God never creates somebody with nothing. Well, what about rejection and hurt and pain? Yes. But all of those things can take your mind off of working and keeping. Does this make sense? The enemy is trying to destroy the work of God. Does that make sense? All right, look at what it says. And the Lord commanded man saying, you may eat of every tree da, 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 of the knowledge uh, in the garden. But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, this tree, do, do. Fruit, 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 fruit. You can't eat of that tree. Look at this. You can't eat of that tree, but the knowledge of good and evil, for you shall not eat, for on the day that you eat of it, you will surely, the Bible says, die. So here's what happens. The serpent comes in. I practice this. That was a lot of drawing, okay? A lot of practice on that one. So the serpent comes in, and here's what you need to understand. Anytime you get an assignment from God, you're going to meet the enemy. It is not going to be presence, glory, expansion, la la. You know like the next stage, you're going to meet dun dun dun. <laughs> I'm telling you, you start coming, you serve on the worship team, you serve on a team, you do this, you, do, you, you involve yourself in church, you begin to tithe. I'm telling you, there is not a work of God that is about to happen in your life, come on somebody, that you ain't going to meet, oh slick serpent. Trying to tell you, you don't have to do it that way. And so what happens? Here, here's what happens. Is uh, we can see in Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 through 13. It says, so the woman saw that the tree was good for food. 
and it was a delight to her eyes. And the tree was to be desired. So she began to desire this to make one wise. She took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her. And he, what, what did he do? Come on, help me. He ate. He was hungry. Now listen. Here's what happened. Sin entered the world. Sin entered the world. And when the presence of God showed up after that moment... The people who were in his presence started to run away and hide from the very presence of God. The Bible says that they took, where's my green? Ah, sorry. They took and made coverings for themselves. See, now I don't want God to cover me. I'm going to do it myself. Does this make sense? And so here's the deal. They hid. I, I could write all this out, but y'all just going to have to get it. That they, 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 listen, they changed. No shame. Fear entered in. They started running from the presence of God. They started running from the presence of God. They had shame. They started hiding. They saw now work has changed. And instead of it becoming their joy, it was now their, come on. And, and guess what else? Look, look. Instead of naked before God, where there's nothing concealed, they were covered, and instead of being pure, they were impure. Does this make sense? Okay. Impure. Okay. So, so here's what happens. God comes to them, and he says, hey, listen. What's going on? And he begins to talk to Adam and Eve. And God says, hey, who told you that you were naked? And he talks to Eve. And guess what happens? Again, awesome pointer. They begin to blame. Eve blames the serpent. The man blames the woman. They ultimately begin to blame God. Well, if you hadn't have done. And from that moment on, we have been in a blame game trying to find someone who hurt us, did us wrong, come on, and is in this position. We are in this position because of, well, if God is really God, then why would he have, come on, does this make sense? And so there was this great division. And I don't have a, yes. I'm going to have to erase. Oh, wait. Maybe I'll flip it around. I don't know. All right, y'all got that part? Yes. Are we good? I probably should have had an eraser. I need a Vanna. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Everybody over 36 got that joke. Everybody under 36, you can Google. All right. Okay, here we go. We good? Is this, everybody learning something, hopefully? Or judging my drawing? Okay, okay. So here's what happened. So now we're in uh, Romans 5. Let's just talk about. So, so the, the first two scenes I drew was Genesis all the way to Genesis 3. Now let's just look at this. Let's look at this. 
Romans chapter 5, verse 12 through 7. I want you to see this. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, who was it? Adam. The death through sin, so death spread to all men because all have sinned. I had a problem with that. I remember preachers talking about, I'm a sinner, and I'm like, Excuse me. And here's, here's what happened. Let me explain this to you. So what happened is, because of their choice, God is holy. So, so you have man here. And so what happened? You had man. You had Eve, woman, Eve. Then they had kids. Then they had kids. And it would just spanned out. But the truth of the matter is, now the presence has been blocked. And God is separated from man. That's what it says. So that death spread to all men, all had sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin did not, but sin is not counted where there is no law yet Death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those sinning, was not like the transgressions of Adam, who was a type of the one who is to come. So here's what this means, is there were consequences, both immediate and future, because of Adam and Eve's sin. The immediate consequence was that they were removed from the garden, that there was going to be pain in childbirth, and they were going to see work now as a job. Future consequences was there was going to be physical death where God never intended, and there was going to be spiritual death. Come on, and now we have a problem because sin has entered the world and is now through the seed of man, and we are now dealing with sin and self all the time. Does that make sense? That's why Jesus' birth, of Mary is so important because she was conceived not by the seed of man. So sin didn't transfer. Does that make sense? Sin didn't transfer because sin transferred through the seed. So now, how do we know if we're sinning? So God set up this standard. 10, 9, help me, 7, Six, come on, five, four, three, two, one. All right, what, what is this? It's the Ten Commandments. And so God's standard was keep all ten. And we're like, how? <laughs> they're so lofty and they're so big. And so, and so what, we, what man tries to do is he tries to say, okay, well, let's do good deeds. Let's have good morals. Let's get educated. Let's have religion. Does that, but there's still a void. Because you can't get there, listen, by yourself. You can't get there. And so that leads me to this, 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 this other verse that I want you to see. And, and, and it is this. That first is that sin cannot be removed. Sin cannot be removed by good deeds. 
We want you to come to church. We believe that it will help you. But good deeds, walking someone across the street, all of this stuff, that's not going to ultimately, come on, help you. Help you. And so as we look at this, let's look at a few. Isaiah 64. Four. We have all become like the one who is unclean. And all our righteous deeds are, what does it say? Help me. Polluted. It's like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf and our iniquities like the wind take us away. Let's look at this other verse. Leviticus 4, 27 through 28. Okay? What does it say? If anyone commits um, sin unintentionally in doing any one of the things that the Lord has commanded, da-da-da, boom, if you do any of these, okay, you realize your guilt, which is sin, he has committed or made known to him. In other words, if you realize it or someone comes to you and says, hey, you did this, he shall bring forth an offering of a goat, a female without blemish for his sins, which he has committed. Can I tell you that after this came out, it would have been a great time to get in the goat business. Because goats are like going to slaughter. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to draw a goat for you. But the, the reality is goats are, are dying at a record. And what did God say? There has to be a blood sacrifice. God has established this. And here's why he did this. I'm trying to get people to see this is my standard. And so here was the idea. There was an inward, an upward, and a forward thought because of the blood. The inward thought was every time you messed up, every time you broke God's law, you went and sacrificed something. It began to show the condition of man's heart. Oh, hey, give me another goat. I'll be back tomorrow, probably. I may be back today. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, and so all of the, so the children of Israel began to realize, does this make sense? I have sinned, and I cannot keep the law. Goats are dying. My family is tired of goat burgers. We, this, I'm telling you, does it make sense? God had to get people in a routine of recognizing, because here's the deal. The Bible tells us that our heart is deceptive and we don't know that we're wrong. See, we think we're right, so we judge someone. We think we're good because we, we always balance our heart by our noble intentions. But God doesn't. God balances our heart by his law. Does this make sense? And so that's why we don't judge one another <laughs> because you can't. So the inward part was, get a goat, get a goat, get a goat, get a goat. The upward point is, I've got to trust God to redeem me. I've got to trust God to redeem me. The forward thought was, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming, and there's going to be a lamb, a spotless lamb. Come on, that's going to take the sin of the world away. And when he does this, come on, we're not going to have him to go by stock in the goat factory or the lamb factory or the sheep factory. But guess what? He is going to pay the price once. Come on, help me, and for all. Matthew 5, 17. 
Do not think that I have come. This is Jesus. To abolish the law of the prophets, I have come. Uh, I have not come to abolish them, but to what? Fulfill them. I got you. I got you. Luke 24, 46 through 49. And, and he said to them, Thus it is written that Christ should suffer on the third day and rise from the dead, and that repentance for all forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning in Jerusalem. You are the witness of these things. When we sing, we're not mindless. We're not lifting our hand and what the hell are you there? You should be in hell. The only way to not be in hell is to be of the Jewish line and to never have sinned. Now, I don't know about you, but if you don't have those credentials, you're jacked. But Jesus came. Does that make sense? And so when we lose, oh, yeah, that's nothing. That's, uh, and we have such a society that's on to the next thing that we can't appreciate the good thing. Here's what I, I, I need you to see. And, 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 and this is the last point. All right, I'm going to race one more time. You good? You good? Okay. Okay. So here's what we find out. We find out that this is the story from Leviticus to Malachi. That's the story. And so now there's this story starting in Matthew to Luke and John. And here's the story. Look, look, listen to this. Don't, don't lose me. There is this great divide. And God, wait, let's do man because I have this color. All right, man, sin, self. That's right. That's how you spell that. Okay? And so we always are trying to find our own paths and do and connect with God, come on, our own way. But every way leads to nothing. Because Jesus said, come on, I am the door. I am the way. I am the truth. Does this make sense? I am the light. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says this. Look at this. Jesus, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, but it is the gift, come on somebody, of God. It is the gift of God. And so Jesus came to earth to fulfill the law and be the ultimate sacrifice, the last sacrifice. He lived a perfect life. He was born of a virgin. His, his, his nature, he was 100% man. He was 100% God. Come on, help me. And when he said, it is finished, that was his last words on earth before he died. It is finished and so what he did is the cross began to build a pathway back to the relationship that we have come on help me 
where we could find God, holiness, peace. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Come on, does this make sense? You got John 3, 16. And then what happens is you turn from death to life. When you make this decision, it changes everything. It's an eternal work that God does in you. And as we look at this, there's a couple of things that I want you to see. Is Revelations chapter 22, verse 5. And night will be no more. This is the very end of the book. The very end of the book. And night will be no more. And they will need no lamp of light or sun. For the Lord God will be their light. And they will reign with him. What does it say? Forever. There is a heaven. There is a hell. It is not subjective. It is an absolute. And God has a plan. Come on, help me. For you. Life with Jesus can start a, a work that begins to change your life. Everyone who trusts in Him alone will have eternal life. That's the whole book of John. The whole book of John is that those who trust in Him will have eternal life. That it is God's gift. But here's the deal. You're going to have to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. And what will happen is you will begin to enter this doorway. And here's what the Bible says. That Jesus stands at this door and he knocks, hoping that you will let him, come on, in. You will let him in your life. As we end today, life with Jesus starts right now and it, and it lasts forever. Come on, help me. It starts right now and it lasts forever. And if you have not made a decision for Christ, you can try the world's ways. You can try all of this. But I'm telling you, you cannot bridge this divide on wisdom and knowledge and podcasts. And you, does that make sense? Well, well I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with this thought. Well, that's your choice. But you're going to have to answer a few things. You're going to either have to believe that you are a product of some sort of scientific blurp and explosion and something that you can't really explain, and that's why you're here, which is called evolution. Something blew up in space and formed you. The only problem is, what about the law of entropy? The law of entropy says that everything tends toward disorder. In other words, come on, when I mow once, my lawn doesn't get better it grows again, and I have to cut it. Actually, my kids have to cut it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Things don't get better. 
they get worse. I used to be a size 32 waist. Now I ain't going to tell you what I am now. But listen, it don't get better. It hangs over. Come on. Come on, listen, listen. God created you. And he loves you. And he has a plan for you. Your life. And the only way for you to recognize who he is is for you to understand the gospel is really simple. Through one man, sin came into the world. Through one man, we were saved from sin. And it's your choice to decide if you're going to follow that man and he's going to change your life or if you're going to resist that man.